Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And this is episode 41. Woo! 41. All right. So, before we get too far into things, maybe, maybe you have a meticulous engineer Dan panda style ear and you're like, wait a minute, Lindsay sounds closer. So much closer. (laughs) (laughs) So, we are closer. This is the first episode since fucking March. Yeah. <laughs> that, that we have been able to record in person together. I'm looking at Lindsay's beautiful face right now. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. I am looking at Ronnie's hot pink lined <laughs> eyeballs right now. Ooh. And it's just so great. It's so great to not be on the phone. Yes. So we are social distance recording on the patio, in the backyard, which means this episode may sound a little different. There may be background noise, birds, neighbors, sirens, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> we, we were apart long enough, and we are a good uh, 10, 12 feet apart, recording safely. Engineer Dan is safely in his little kitchen nook recording and working the tens and twos for us, but just a heads up, this may sound a little different in the best possible way. We're going to make it work. (laughs) (laughs) So, maybe you're wondering, episode 41, what are we going to talk about, Lindsay? We're going to talk about a super cool herb herb. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) We are going to talk about St. John's Wart. Totally. Very excited. So excited. <laughs> but before we get to our herb, Calais, <laughs> I <laughs> uh, wanted to have wanted to have like a little check in. Yeah, I f- I feel like it's not as like when we're together, being like, "How was your week?" I'm like, "But I can see you." <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just want to talk about how I can see you. <laughs> I know it's amazing. I'm like, we we see each other often enough, but we we haven't recorded together in months. I know. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. So last week we mentioned that we had to take poor little Django to the vet. And when the episode dropped, he'd be on his way. And Lindsay was the wheel man, wheel gal for that. And (laughs) holy shit, that cat made some noise. (laughs) Yeah, unearthly. Good way to describe it, right? Um, Demonic. (laughs) Demonic, yes. Very loud. Very loud. And persistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he he was not as hard to catch as I thought he would be. The benefit. (laughs) to having a really scared cat is he just curls into a ball he has uh no fight response his it's only flight until he's cornered and then he's got nowhere to go and he curls into a ball and i just like picked the ball up and put him in the cage (laughs) (laughs) but yeah then he howled immediately like immediate response was howling the entire way until he was into the vet um, which freaked Kenway out, of course. Yes. Kenway was so sweet. He was like Very following sweet. the carrier yeah. as you were bringing it down and like batting at it being like, don't take him. Don't take him. Yeah. Very. He was very distraught. Uh, but Django did great at the vet. The vet was like, we put a towel over his head and he just like ostriched and thought he was <laughs> totally safe. And he's a healthy, chubby 17 pound boy. 
with an ear infection. Oh, what? I feel so bad. He doesn't complain. Yeah. So I had no idea he has a little ear infection. And so they cleaned his ears out. Now we have medication. So now we're on day four now, I think. Uh, every day, twice a day, we get to go through this whole nonsense over again of catching him, cornering him, <laughs> catching him, and giving him eardrops. <laughs> and I got to say, he's a champion. Is he? He's a oh. total champ. He uh, he hates it, but he doesn't fight it. He, he runs into the office, which is where we do it, close all the other doors in the house kind of thing. I hide behind the door. He runs in, and now he's gotten smart enough where as soon as he runs in, he looks behind him, and he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I close the door. I lock it. And then, uh, yeah, and then he hides in his little corner, and I go over, and I, like, rub his little head, drop his, like, five drops each ear, done, and... Like it's the whole process takes like less than five minutes. And the vet was like, I'm sorry, Aww. you're going to have to do this. Aww. And it's not as bad as I thought it would be. That's he's, great. He's such a little sweetie. That's great. Mine are not. I, Mr. is the only cat of mine who's ever had an ear infection. He was a nightmare to get those drops in. Oh, really? Yeah. He would like flat ear. When, oh. when I would try. Oh, see, I guess I'm maybe a little more forceful because Django definitely flat ears and he started trying to put his head in the corner against oh. the wall. And I'm like, you have nowhere to go. I'm just going to pull you out. Um, so I just, I peel his ear back. Like he might flat ear, but I just like, he's got nowhere to go. I don't have to hold him because he's in a corner. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, one ear, hold his ear open, drop, 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 rub, 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 other ear, all set. That's great, dude. Yeah. And then he gets some treats after. Oh, for being such a little <laughs> champ. Yeah. Aw, cutie guy. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the most frequently I've ever gotten to pet Django. And now I'm like, how long can you have an ear infection? Want <laughs> 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 to touch you every day. <laughs> no, no, Ronnie. No. <laughs> He's so soft. <laughs> he is really cute. He's t- he's also like I don't think by the end of fourteen days he's gonna love the- any of this, but he howls less. The first time I trapped him in the room, he was like, "Oh God, no!" Oh, no! <laughs> but yeah, I think he's he's doing much better. He may have fewer instances of that look of horror in his eyes. Yeah, too. now it's just a general resignation of "Okay, bitch." <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> One pitiful meow, and then he just like sits there. <laughs> like, just get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> so, cute little cute little Django made it out of the vet. All right. <laughs> awesome. So. I'm looking at it. I totally forgot, and you just reminded me. Uh-huh. I'm, o- I'm only good at this when I'm not here. <laughs> I was like, how, how shitty would it be if we were finally together and forgot to light our ritual candles? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've got a little book of matches today. We'll see how that works. Uh, but I did, I, I've got a hot lead on some actual matches. Really? Yeah, from a little store in Worcester, Massachusetts. Ooh, cool. Dude, I looked on the internet and I googled fancy matches and like a bazillion <laughs> things came up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, I know, I know what I'm looking for. I couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't find them. So, whatever. Uh, I've got a, I've got a lead from a lovely listener on some some nice wooden matches from a little shop in Worcester. I'm going to see if I can get some of those. Awesome. But in the meantime, 
ooh, that was a really good light. It was a good light and immediately went out. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it is a l- slightly breezy on it's the porch. It's breezy. I'm going to use it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's slightly breezy. It's not super breezy, but it's like just breezy enough to give you that little kiss of, ah, cool air before it stops <laughs> and you're sweating again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, before we, one more thing before we get to, to St. John's Wars. Is that thing that you should stay off my pun lawn with your hot lead on some matches? Ah! <laughs> I didn't even notice that one! Stay in your lane, Ronnie. <laughs> panda's coming for you. <laughs> yeah. Do, pound, do pandas make a sound? Like, is there a panda sound that yeah. says, I'm coming for you? Oh, I don't know if it says that I'm coming for you, but I think they make like this like squeaky, grunty noise. They're like, huh. I wouldn't get that from that noise, but <laughs> it, it could be noise. it could be there. I'm coming to get your noise. Maybe I think they squeak at each other. I could be totally <laughs> wrong and be thinking of a different animal, but I'm I feel fairly confident that they make these like weird squeaky noises. They make whatever noise they want in the moment. <laughs> it would be hilarious if they just like screamed panda and came yelling <laughs> at you, came running at you. <laughs> That's their battle cry. <laughs> Uh, speaking of (laughs) battle cries, (laughs) I did that. So if you're following our Instagram and do the backpedaling of when, like how far in advance do we record these episodes? Uh, today is my birthday. And I did one of those, like what famous people are born on your birthday thing today. turns out a, a bunch of people, but nobody I really care about. Wow. That being said, I think our first ever episode. I professed my true Canadian patriotic love for one of the greatest wrestling entertainers of all time, Christopher Jericho. I totally thought you were going to say Celine Dion. No! (laughs) God, no! (laughs) Uh, What I did learn is that today... 21 years ago, Chris Jericho made his WWE debut. 21 years ago? Yeah, when Holy I was 16. Holy shit. Yeah. How, how old is he now? Uh, I don't know how old he is. Oh. He's he's in his 40s. I, I was 16, know. so he was probably 26-ish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So he's now left the WWE. He's the main dude on AEW. He's the champion. But I like that that's that's now what I'm going to associate with my birthday. I love it. I love it. And happiest of birthdays. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Chris Jericho is 49 years old. Holy shit. (laughs) Wow, he looks amazing. Does he? I don't even know what he looks like. I have no idea. He looks like a champion. (laughs) I'm sure he does. A Canadian champion. (laughs) I believe you so much that I'm not even going to look him up to make sure. He actually prefers Le Champion. Le Champion. Le Champion. (laughs) Le Demo God. (laughs) Chris Jericho, I know you don't listen, but, you know, you're pretty cool. He might. Maybe someday. (laughs) He's a cool guy. He's a a dope, progressive wrestling dude. But what I wanted to share was that actually we did have a listener who shares my birthday. Uh, shares uh, we share a birthday cool uh, so her birthday is also the 9th of august and she sent me she has a book on like birth it's like the day of births or something like that 
but it is a, a book where there's basically like a horoscope um, kind of like it's like a mixture of horoscope and zodiac and astrological chart. But it gives you a little reading about like when you're born on this day, um, stuff about you. So both this listener and I know what uh, makes people tick. We're good at adapting and uh, sizing them up and knowing what to say in any situation. We have many ideas on how to live, quote unquote, the best life. We're good at persuading people and feel responsible for those that follow our advice. We exert sometimes our undue influence on people that we come in contact with. And we rarely give up, admit defeat. Sometimes we're insensitive to others because we think that we know what they need and what they want. And we don't listen to what they're saying. (laughs) (laughs) We're a tower of strength for those around us. We're excellent team players. More fighters for good on the side of the average man. She sent that along to me, and I thought that nice. was super sweet. That Thank is you so super much. sweet. <laughs> I didn't hear anything about having all of the cornhole muscles in there, <laughs> but I know that to be true, too. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I have a lot of cor- <laughs> lot, so many cornhole muscles. <laughs> That's a great shirt. <laughs> well i'm going to take on the one of the reigning backyard cornhole wizards uh lindsey later on today but but in the meantime in between time we're gonna take a little break and we'll come right back to talk about st john's work yeah dude totally we'll catch you in a second which is Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> we are excited and ready. So excited, so <laughs> ready. All right. We're going to talk about St. John's Wart. Yeah, dude. And I feel like I have to be responsible at the beginning of this. This one comes with a long laundry list of warnings. Yeah, dude. Uh, so this is a super cool, magical, medicinal herb. But right at the top of the hour on this one, I really, like, we would be really irresponsible, unkind people if we didn't say, if you are on antidepressants of any kind, good for you. Get, like, get what you need. Do not use St. John's Wort oil, tea, soup, salad, smokables, whatever. Like, do not, do not use St. John's Wort in any fashion if you are on antidepressants. There's a longer list I'll go through, but that is our our top of mind. It does not blend well with whatever you're on, other serotonin boosters. It will fuck you up and can cause death. Now, you mentioned smokables, so I'm going to get the really cool (laughs) part of this out out of the way. I have a question for you. Can you smoke it? You can. (laughs) Yeah, dude. As long as you're not on antidepressants. (laughs) 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 Or birth control, heart medication, blood thinners, HIV drugs, Basically, any other medication, including Advil, Tylenol, aspirin, because those are considered blood thinners, 
do not use St. John's wort if you are on any medication. Likewise, if you experience regular anxiety, St. John's wort can heighten that feeling. And so you may want to be careful. It is, I believe most people know it as, a very common mood stimulant. It is a, a herb that is most commonly used, actually number one herb prescribed in Germany for uh, mood disorders. Uh, and that is because it does have an effect. So you, we want to be careful using this one. Some side effects aside from even if you're not on medication can be nausea, dizziness, fatigue, headache, confusion, and sensitive sensitivity to sunlight. Well, this one sounds really fun. Let's smoke yeah! some of it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Cool. We got all of our warnings out of the way. Now we can talk about the fun stuff. <laughs> I just, I feel so, like, I'm not responsible, but, like, I just, I would, man, it would, it would end the podcast and crush me if somebody tried this because we talked about it and yeah. didn't, like, d didn't heed the warnings. Dude, fair. I, I feel like this is probably a good time to remind anybody listening that we're not doctors. <laughs> we're just well, a couple of dum-dums yeah. who, like, smoke stuff that, you know, maybe we shouldn't sometimes, but... We smoke stuff that grows in my driveway. This yeah. literally grew in the driveway, and I picked it yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> but I am going to like this. We are going to try some. I've got a terribly rolled joint. I haven't rolled one of these in forever, and now it looks awful. But we're going to do it anyway. You know what? I, I think that there's enough in there anyway that even if we end up smoking paper, we're still going to get enough of it to wear. Yeah. You know, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> we feel what St. John's Ward is supposed to make you feel. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to I'm gonna try and get this going and then pass, puff, puff, pass. Yeah. This is the first time we've used Klimby, Clippy Chomp in a while, in too. A while. Um, and it's actually the perfect situation for it because Clippy Chomp is telescoping. So we've got some good reach to pass it because we are pretty far apart on this porch. I was trying to be all cool and light it in the ritual <laughs> candle and <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> Lighter it is. All good. All right. I've got it going. Uh, there is one further uh, warning that I hadn't mentioned um, in giving this a try uh, that it can have an adverse effect if Yeah. It, it, if you have, uh, if you are currently experiencing depression, suicidal thoughts, uh, again, anxiety, or have uh, schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, it can have some pretty adverse chemical imbalances. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So maybe don't do it if, you know, you have any of those things. I also read, um, because I, I looked a little bit at the at the medical stuff not not a lot though i also read it can make you infertile so yeah hurry for us yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i i'm okay with that <laughs> um yeah it can uh, it can make you infertile uh is a common thought i'm not sure if there's science behind that one but yeah there's there's a lot of stuff it does doesn't do does well <laughs> that can that it could be a side effect but 
what does it do? Because I think we've all heard of St. John's wort at some point or another, especially as an antidepressant. So medically, there are two things that it does. It is a, oh, here comes my Latin. Um, <laughs> it is a hyperforin and a hyperrisin. So a hyperforin is a mood stimulant. That is the number one thing that this is used for, has historically been used for, uh, and... That is the, like, it's a serotonin booster. Now, in order to make it a regular mood elevator, you do need to use it for a prolonged period of time. It is not an instant effect thing. Uh, I have read that you are supposed to feel calm after smoking it, but to receive a long-term uh, substantial benefit from it, you need to be, like, ingesting it or smoking it uh, at least twice a day for about five to ten days to feel a like a normalized effect okay so to be like cool all the time yeah to like if you're experiencing depression and then you are like like any medication your body has to like regulate to it right, right. and so yeah it does take regular doses five to ten days okay I have to admit, I took, like, three puffs off of that, and I, I do feel, like, kind of chill now, Yeah, I guess. It's in the same vein as mugwort. Okay. Not, not like, pl- plant-wise, but in its uses, it's, yeah, it, it's more potent than mugwort, but that is definitely, you know, same sort of vein. Um, the other things that it's used for, so that's the hyperforin, the mood stimulant. The uh, hyperrisin. That's the other thing that it's good at. So the leaves and the flowers actually hold a lot of healing uh, medicinal uses, including burns, cuts, and wounds, trouble, quote-unquote, holding your water, bedwetting, or pain reliever, uh, specifically for sciatica. It used to be very popular um, for that particular pain uh, menopause. And is a, an effective treatment for sunburns as a type of burn or cut or wound. Uh, but you can use this a couple of different ways. Most often for the pain reliever or the mood stimulant, it's a cup of water, one to two dried teaspoons of the herb, make tea or tonic with it. You can smoke it as we're smoking. Or the one that I saw that was really cool was you can make an oil. Take the phlegm, uh, phlegms, yeah. <laughs> you take the flowers <laughs> and the stems and you put them in a jar of olive oil. You put it in sunlight, like on your porch or in a window, for four to six weeks each day. You give it a shake. After four to six weeks, when the oil turns red, it's ready to use. And you can rub that on uh, burns, like with a little like eye dropler, uh, dropler, droplet thing. I, I, pipette <laughs> uh, for yeah for cuts wounds sunburns that sort of thing but it turns red because the stems um, are used for red dye cool so you've mentioned using this as like a topical treatment for for like wounds and stuff I have a couple of little things uh, sort of like based on where the name came from oh cool now I don't I don't know which of these are true if any of them but the name I as far as I can tell definitely comes from St. John the Baptist yes now 
one of the things that I read said that the name possibly comes from the Order of St. John, who I believe were from Germany, but they used to use it to treat wounds during the Crusades. Oh, wow. I did not know that. I didn't Super know cool. either. <laughs> and, and, like, I mean, it was the Crusades. Who knows if it was actually true or not, but I thought that that was kind of a cool little tidbit of information. The second thing I, ca I got uh, as far as where the name comes from goes doesn't really have anything to do with topical treatments, but in the 6th century CE, there was this missionary guy, St. Columba, who carried a piece of it with him all the time because of his like great regard for St. John. Yeah, that was it was a common amulet. So you would pick it uh, on because it it's called St. John's wart because it blossoms traditionally. Uh, it blossoms on St. John's Day at the end of June, which is usually around June 24th or is June yeah, 24th. June 24th is the feast of St. John. Yeah. yeah so it, bl it blossoms around that day. And so it was a type of wart. Before that, I don't know, it was call called by its Latin name. Uh, I've also seen it called, gosh. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> fuga. Yeah, Fuga. Daemonum. Or Scare Devil. Ooh, I like that name. That's yeah. a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a super cool name. Scare Devil. <laughs> yes. Um, there was a Greek name, too. Yes. Hi Hypericum. Yes. Yep. Uh, perforatum. And the perforatum refers to, like, the, the little translucent spots on the leaves where if you hold it up to the light, it looks like there are holes in the leaves. Oh. That's what but those little spots are. Yeah, but cool. it, they're not actually. No, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah just there's like no holes, but but it does have little like every once in a while it has these like little like pale spots. I guess. Yeah, they can also get like little like red spots on the leaves. Yeah, it's um, a myth, but. It's believed that they get red spots in their leaves the end of August. I yeah. think like around August 29th, yeah. which is when St. John was beheaded. Totally, dude. <laughs> <laughs> which would be really cool. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on ours, which just showed up. Like it just started growing in the backyard. But uh, yeah, I'm going to like kind of like check it out and at the end of August and see, you know, does it grow red spots? Yeah. I think that the red spots are actually like essential oil sacks or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Cool. I think. Well, I've picked a little bit. I've only got two little plants, which I'm going to relocate from the driveway uh, to an actual garden box once they're like, once they're more dormant. Like I didn't want to relocate them while they were still flowering and making seed pods, but shortly I will, I will move those, see what happens. I bet it's going to be everywhere next year. It's I so hope cool. so. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. I have to say, I am. Uh, I I I want to say I'm feeling the effect. It could be the, the beer or the tequila, but <laughs> 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 I do. Uh, I do feel a little bit more that sort of heady calm. The same way, like mugwort is sort of my baseline for that because it's the only one that I like. But I do sort of have. Yeah, I, I've got a little bit of that, like calmy feeling yeah dude i definitely feel a little more chill it has an interesting flavor the my initial puff off of that it made me think of burnt popcorn oh i'm gonna give it i'm gonna have another puff and yeah think burnt popcorn. yeah yeah have another puff i was trying to like pinpoint exactly what i thought the flavor was and it just came to me it tasted like burnt popcorn 
I got it a little less as I puffed on it more, but Oh my god, that's exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> weird, huh? Very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's not sweet. It's kind of nutty and a little burnt. <laughs> yeah, dude. I know. It's like it's it's so weird. It's much different tasting than anything else we've ever smoked, I feel like. Personally. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It's it's definitely got its own unique flavor. Um Yeah. Neat. I know one more puff. I'm a little afraid of puffing more. I probably took like three or four puffs and then I like all of those warnings. I'm like, great, something's gonna happen to me. I'm gonna like fall <laughs> down the stairs or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it easy the rest of the day anyway. So <laughs> according to the internet, the St. John's wort flavor is specifically a mild bitter, which in England, because they like their tea a lot, they associate with black tea blends. Oh, yeah. It's got that same sort of tanny bitterness as a black tea for sure. On the uh, on the English side of things, this is very common in England. Uh, it was introduced by the English to North America. There was a different variety. There's about um, 200 varieties of St. John's wort plant across the world, most commonly in uh, Europe and uh, and Asia, but. There was a variety that grew here in North America that the Native Americans used uh, medicinally, but wasn't often recorded. And they used it a lot for topical uh, med like medicines, for wounds and cuts and that sort of thing. Uh, but it wasn't really written down a lot. Uh, but this does grow native in England and was very common for people to actually gather a little bunch in memory or honor of St. John and either wear that, as I said, as an amulet or um, hang it above their doors for good luck. Ooh. I came across a little something else about people hanging it. This was this is kind of creepy, dude. So I, I couldn't, it, it didn't really narrow down where it was from, but I think it was maybe Germany. And people would pick it and hang it from... They would, they would hang, like, a sprig from the rafters or several sprigs, depending on how many members were in your family. And they would do that at night, and they would check it the next morning, and each sprig would represent a member of the family. And whichever one was the most wilted the next morning was the the member of the family who's going to die the soonest. Yeah, I, I heard that, too. Like... It's a divination tool, and yeah. it is used currently, in, like traditionally or modernly, rather, um, in divination magic now. Yeah. And uh, the British used it uh, same way, but it was to predict within the next year. So they would do it on midsummer um, and basically cut a sprig, hang it, same thing. If it wilted, you were going to die within the next year. Ooh. So or, scary. Or something bad was going to happen. Also... Used in love magic for divination. Yeah, same dude. thing. The like the leaves and the flowers when you crush them, they give off this red liquid. They would call it witch's blood. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and they would use it in love potions. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
cool, weird, but cool. <laughs> uh, I saw that same idea as the like sort of German hanging flowers. If you like were in love with someone and you wanted to know if he was like really the one, it's always women doing this. Yeah, uh, never like men were never concerned if she was the one, <laughs> but men just uh, wanted the dowry. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were like really concerned, you know, is this the one that I'm going to marry? You could hang, pick it, hang it, and the next day, if it was still bright and fresh, this was your one true love. And if it was wilted, this is not the fellow for you. Yeah, dude. Yeah. There's also along those lines, too, um, in, in Germany, peop- like women would pick a sprig and they would hang it. And if it weren't wilted by morning, then her chances of marrying in the next year were good. Oh! I have a poem Ooh. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a curiosity before you read that poem. Okay. Like, how fast does this thing wilt? So I picked ours, um, and a hung, but I also hung it outside. So it wasn't in a cool, dark place. Yeah. I hung it on the porch, and it, it was crispy dry twenty less than 24 hours later. So <laughs> ah, Interesting. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. <laughs> Nobody's died yet. I think it means <laughs> that this wilts quickly. So, thus, the wilting being the common theme of, you know, the magic eight ball of St. John's Wort. Yeah. I mean, it's also really hot here right now, too. And last night was not very cool either. So, yeah, I would say probably hang it inside if you want to test it out. Yeah. I mean, we've got more. So, maybe I'll test a little piece and and hang it inside and see what happens. If you want a yes to your prophecy, hang it inside. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, the poem. So this is this was translated from German, and it's about like the young German maidens wanting to like get married. And it goes like this: It goes, the young maid stole through the cottage door and blushed as she sought the plant of power. Thou silver glowworm, oh, lend me thy light. I must gather the mystic Saint John's wort tonight, the wonderful herb whose leaf will decide if the coming year shall see me a bride. <laughs> oh, steamy. <laughs> that was dope. I like that. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> German poetry. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Uh, one last thing on the the love divination. If you don't want to hang it, if you're like, mm, it's a little warm in my apartment, you could also put it under your pillow as a dream enhancer. And if you dream of your lover that night, then they are really the one and they're meant to be. Oh, that's sweet. I read that if you place it under your pillow, it also wards off nightmares, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that makes sense because the like everything else it's used for is protecting from evil spirits. Yeah, dude. Protecting from evil spirits. Protecting from witches. Uh, it's supposed to prevent fires and lightning strikes I too. I saw that. I was like, how common were lightning strikes that they fucking were like, oh, I know. hang this in your doorway to prevent a lightning strike in your oh, house. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so yeah, it might be, it might be a good thing for those unlucky with fire and lightning strikes to just kind of like keep some around. <laughs> yeah. Engineer Dan, having uh, lived through more than one house fire, I'm now considering, <laughs> I'm like, actually, me, me, it, this house is w- the house that should have this. <laughs> yes, it, I believe that this is the house that should have it, for sure. 
I am due for another total house fire <laughs> annihilation. No, don't say that. Don't say that. I do have a, a another poem, though, that, that sort of goes along the lines of protection. This is an old English poem, author unknown. Do you want to hear it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor unknown author. <laughs> Poor old English unknown author. This one goes... St. John's wort doth charm all the witches away, if gathered at midnight on the saint's holy day. And devils and witches have no power to harm those that do gather the plant for a charm. Rub the lintels and post with that red juicy flower. No thunder nor tempest will then have the power to hurt or to hinder your houses and bind round your neck a charm of a similar kind. Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one's, yeah, that one's good. I, I, I'm into that one. <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll get that from you later and like calligraphy it out and put a little press St. John's wart and then hang that above a door. Oh yeah, dude. I like copy and pasted this, like both of these poems and printed it out so that I didn't have to write it because I was <laughs> feeling super lazy this morning. So I'll just give you this, this, this sheet. Awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, like we said, it was used for warding against ghosts and evil spirits. The last one that I saw that it was like, warding against is necromancers. Oh. Like, there were a lot of those around. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So you're supposed to hang it above your window or door, sort of like keeping garlic, like, to keep a vampire away, hang some St. John's wart to keep a necromancer out of your house. That is terrifying. <laughs> it's very terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying. I saw one more. I, I also saw that it, it protects from fairies or faithful. Oh, really? And if you step on it, you're going to be taken away by a fairy <gasps> horse. Well, I'm glad I put a little tomato cage around ours. Yeah. <laughs> Because whatever fey folk live in this yard have some power <laughs> based on the size of our grapevines and yeah. blackberry thickets. I think that there's a lot living here, <laughs> like based on the sheer number of like stuff that just pops, pops up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Last thing that I have, or second to last, it's never the last, but it was also gathered in bunches. And stuffed into the mouths of witches during the witch trials to make them confess. Because it would drive out evil spirits. That's crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. So used for so many things. It is, for for those wondering, it is assigned with uh, the sun and Leo, which is part of why we did it. Also because it just showed up in my driveway. Um, <laughs> and I also learned that a lot of the times when we reference those, we also reference Culpepper. Uh, and apparently Culpepper is the one that just randomly assigned, liked assigning genders, uh, planets, and astrological horoscope kind of things to it. And so he's just like, this one, that. This one, this. St. <laughs> 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 John's Wart. Summer, fire, Leo. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I mean, they did like the the bright yellow flowers. They did associate with the sun. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, yep. totally get it. I had a thought when I was reading through this, prompted by something that I read, but I can't remember. I couldn't find it, and I tried to go back and find the source where I read it. But then I kept thinking about it, and it's the idea of Saint John's Wort 
protecting against evil spirits and driving out evil spirits and ghosts and that sort of thing from your home to the point that like one of the home protection spells that's most common is you either burn it in your hearth nobody has a hearth anymore yeah. um so or you burn it in a cauldron in the most common or most used room of your house to protect against evil spirits you do this on midsummer to protect you for the rest of the year and in thinking about that, and then in combination with the medical uses that it was commonly known for dating way back, like ancient Greek times, infections, like cuts, wounds, pussy things, blood infections, and depression, which were often associated with, especially in the medieval ages, demons. Oh. You had a demon in you. You were possessed by a spirit. That's why you're not yourself. That's why you're not happy. That's why you're not chipper. That's why you don't feel like doing anything. You have a demon in you. They don't understand germs. They're like, it's 1500. You have a demon in you causing your flesh to rot. Because yeah. they didn't know germs were a thing. Gross. And then they were driving the demons out by using the oil of St. John's wort to clear up the infection. Because it's an antiseptic and an anti-inflammatory. But they didn't know any of those things. Those weren't words. <laughs> Eventually, some smart person put two and two right, together. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. But it took a really long time. And for a long time, a lot of these ailments were demons. So I feel like when we're going back through, my my personal sort of revelation, I guess, of the week was when you're going back through and you're looking at these herbs that are used for protection from evil spirits, what they're really saying is these, these are herbs that protect you medicinally from these ailments, but they didn't have, they didn't have those words. They didn't have that knowledge to right. be like, actually you're sick. Right, right. <laughs> actually you have tetanus. Right. <laughs> when you started off with that, my brain just immediately went to like female hysteria, which uh -huh. I, I suppose was probably a little bit later than like everybody was talking demons but but that's one of the things that saint john's wort was often prescribed for was like depression and or hysteria rather than saying like you know somebody has anxiety or is bipolar or right. has schizophrenia or like whatever <laughs> right yeah but yeah thinking about some of these things that were just they were just medical conditions that people were like I, I don't know. I pray to like I pray to my wheat god to make my wheat grow, and I don't understand why my arm is turning green and smelly. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> it's like because you have gangrene, right? You don't know that's a thing. You don't even oh. wash your hands after you poop. <laughs> Got it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They probably definitely did not. But yeah. Do that. But now I now I don't know. I felt like it makes a lot of sense why a lot of these really strong and powerful medicinal herbs are also used to drive out demons. It's like, this makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. Yeah. So some some St. John's wort folklore and medicinal uses. And I'm still feeling pretty chill. I definitely took like a good eight or nine puffs. You did, <laughs> dude. You smoked that like you were smoking mugwort. Yeah, I, was, I really I'm well, impressed. You know, I didn't immediately <laughs> have an adverse reaction to it. And so I wanted to see, I guess, you know, if it would have an effect. And I definitely, I feel it the same way. Um, almost, I guess, the same way when I'm, like, after, like, six or seven drinks, I guess, <laughs> where, like, that, like, top of my cheeks, um, uh, feels, like, almost tight, and, like, I don't know, oh. it's, like, I, I it... feel a little drunk, but it's not, I, I definitely, I'm not drunk, but I feel a little lightheaded and a little, like, hmm, that had an effect, 
Well, you have been smiling a lot, so your cheeks <laughs> may have gotten a workout yeah. from that. Which I like. I feel like you smile a lot when you're drunk too. So, like <laughs> worst things can we happen. All do. <laughs> Who doesn't? Unless you're one of those mean ones. Yeah, no, we we don't abide mean drunks here. Yeah, no. Sweet. Well, we will take a short little break. Be right back because we got some fan mail this week. So we'll Yay. be right back. Tell you all about it. Coolio. See ya soon, which is. Welcome back. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So we have a mailbag. Dude, I was so psyched for this mailbag. Oh, my God. So when I woke up on Saturday morning and opened up, as I usually do, <laughs> to scroll through Instagram and nothing particularly interesting has happened, but I'm just like, whatever, scroll for a minute. I was so excited, so excited to have a, a fan mail, a little letter in our Instagram. It was awesome. It was so cute. I didn't even know that it was there until you told me, and I, I checked it out. Yeah. I mean, we always like to respond and chat with folks that drop us a line, but not always. Like, we're not, ad like, I don't know, active social media users. We're not yeah. always checking. So if we don't get to you right away, it's not because we don't love you. It's just because we didn't see it. Uh, but we had a fan drop us a line and share a tarot deck with us. So cute. It was dude. the best. So cute. So a fan listened to episode 40, which is all about an intro to tarot, and shared with us a deck that they found when they were looking for a tarot deck of their own. And it is called The Way of the Panda. It's so good. And they thought of Whoa. Engineer Dan. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the coolest tarot deck instantly. <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted to know if Engineer Dan reads tarot or is a tarot enthusiast. So, Engineer Dan, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, what say you, Engineer Dan? I think tarot is fantastic. I have a, a long history of friends of my parents having tarot cards and me finding them and not knowing what they were. And the art <laughs> has always been very interesting to me. And I like getting my cards read. I enjoy games that revolve around tarot, and just in general, I, I feel like I'm a very I'm a casual tarot enthusiast. I've never owned my own deck, but if I did own my own deck, Way of the Panda, baby. <laughs> Woo! I looked up the deck. It's and pretty dope. It's yeah, pretty dope. It's super cute. So it was a Kickstarter deck, and I don't know if you can still back it. I think you can just buy it now. It's been backed and made, and oh my god! The, so it's. All the normal 72, 78 cards, whatever, in a tarot deck. Uh, and it's all watercolor illustrations of pandas doing different things. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so cute. <laughs> my favorite is the chariot. It's a panda riding a motorcycle with a rainbow behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Biker panda. <laughs> I, I feel like now we need to get this deck just so that I, I can look and see if there's a panda screaming panda for like 
somebody to, to get out of the way. <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie. If I see this deck in the wild, I will definitely be inspired to pick it up. It might not be something I read with on a regular basis, but this might be my first foray into like tarot deck collection. Yeah, <laughs> suggested by a fan for Engineer Dan, all about pandas. Let me tell you, according to the Google, there are like seventy-eight tarot cards. Yes. And and yada yada yadas, but pandas do way more than seventy eight things. So <laughs> I, <laughs> someone let me know if another Kickstarter pops up because if they do round two, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> Super cute. So thank you so much. Uh, for sending us some some fan mail, giving a shout out to Engineer Dan, who is a very important part of this podcast. And yeah, we appreciate it. We love getting mail. So if you feel so inclined, if you're inspired by something that you hear, you want to share some knowledge with us, or if you want to like share, I don't know, a critique or a criticism or a suggestion, whatever it is, maybe there's something you want us to talk about that we haven't talked about yet. Give us a suggestion. We're totally open to that. It is 5C2PPod on Instagram or 5C2PPod at Gmail. Yeah, totally. Love the suggestions. Keep them coming. Well, we've done it. I'm almost sad. I almost want to, like, just keep recording (laughs) (laughs) for the pure fact that, like, we're recording in person. I know. And I'm like, I don't want to go back to by by myself in the living room. (laughs) Well, weather dependent, we could continue doing this. We we may. We may. Yeah. This was certainly a little, a nice little birthday treat. We'll see how things go and see, you know, how the, both the temperature and the COVID climate are. But I, I appreciate you, Lindsay, for being game for this today. So super special. Loved it. And I love you. Happiest birthday to you, Ronnie. Thank you. (laughs) You could be a panda for a day, Ronnie. (laughs) I'm a water pig, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say, she's not a panda. She wants to be a pig. If you want to go up a couple of rungs on the old ladder, (laughs) I'll let you into the panda. I'll let you into the panda palace. (laughs) I think that pigs, like, ultimately in the animal kingdom are smarter than pandas. Fair. I mean, I'm a I'm a water pig, exotic Mexican bird. (laughs) I still don't love my bird, but (laughs) I love your bird. But I've I've really gotten into the water pig. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, it's time to go eat some birthday cake on my tum tums. (laughs) (laughs) So until next week, no angry drunks, no pervs, no Nazis. Totally. Panda!